Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Very excited to announce the newest podcast to the Ringer Podcast Network family. It's Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. So this pod is gambling, 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 and more gambling. Yes, I have a gambling problem, and yeah. I want to share it with you. I want to yeah. make it your problem. And it's not just football. NHL playoffs, uh, NBA playoffs, baseball, horse racing, there's boxing, UFC. When we hit- SummerSlam. Oh, all the wrestling. When we hit July, we have a, a hot dog eating contest for Nathan's. And some surprise celebrity guests. Yeah. All right. It's Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Subscribe to it wherever you listen to your podcast. And we're thinking about once a week, right? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I'm here with Dave Schilling, as always, yep. and uh, the Hollywood heartthrob, Steve Kazee. Are we still going with Hollywood heartthrob? It was uh, Silver Lake heartthrob, now it's Hollywood heartthrob. Oh, I think Silver Lake heartthrob is better. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to my original yeah, one. Yeah, because, on uh, you know, Dan is uh, Hollywood Dan St. Germain. Oh, We exactly. can't have Hollywood in both nicknames unless you guys are the Hollywood blondes. Where is Dan? Ooh. Is he in New York? He's traveling all over the place. I highly recommend if he comes to your town, you see him do some stand-up I feel like comedy. He's probably at, like Nutty's Laugh Stop tonight, or <laughs> Captain no- Captain Bustanuts uh, yeah. Laugh Hole. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's nothing like being a, being a traveling. Com- I mean, a stand-up comic because you have to just say these these names with a straight the, face, or the you know, I guess worst maybe not names a straight ever. Yeah. Like yeah. comedy shops are the worst named things on the earth. Yeah, I mean, imagine if like the wrestling instead of going to basketball arenas was going to like established wrestling venues where like right. the Sportatorium is like the coolest name, but then you're just going to like WrestlePlex and like you know Sarasota or something like that for every show. <laughs> wrestling would not exist if they had to just say say like WrestlePlex over and over again with this with a straight face. The chair shot. I in. mean, they say yeah, exactly. WrestleMania every year. That's true. I take it back. To be honest. Um, uh, th- also, one of the WWE pay per views is called Great Balls of Fire. Wrestling and comedy <laughs> have more in common than you think. I don't. Uh, it's, it's, at some point, I hope that, that, that there's an oral history of how that name was chosen. <laughs> well, here you go. Here it is. Vince McMahon says, I want it to be called Great Balls of Fire, pal. Vince McMahon hears the song Great Balls of Fire for the first time. Um, anyway. This has been a very uh, boring week of professional wrestling, at least on the WWE side. Yeah. Was there wrestling this week? There, <laughs> there, uh, there are rumors of wrestling having happened. Um, they were uh, WWE was recording in the UK this week, and so they they did their regular UK tradition of just having shit ass shows that, that I guess with the sole purpose of of not letting anything be spoiled because they're pre taped. I mean. I guess it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just like terrible. There was some fun stuff on there, but but before we get to Raw, because I don't really want to talk about it that much. <laughs> um, the the biggest note for me from Raw was that that our our favorite wrestler. I think yeah. I can speak for everyone. I say our favorite wrestler, Braun Strowman, has hurt his arm. It's devastating because all of the um, the dirt sheets have been saying that he's been penciled in for a match with Brock Lesnar at some point on pay-per-view in a main event title I, match, and I think we were all looking forward to that. I, I predicted that Lesnar-Strowman would be the SummerSlam main event last week. So, Well, how, how long is he out? I thought it was just four to eight weeks. Uh, yeah, like yeah that's two months. Yeah, but that's not SummerSlam time. SummerSlam. No, no, but I think it, it certainly it changes the calculus a little bit, right? The I rumor, mean, maybe it helps him. I, mean, yeah, maybe, I, think it, I, I, I don't think that an injury has ever really hurt well, there are a couple of people, but like Seth Rollins wasn't hurt being gone so long. He popped hard when he came back. Balor, the same thing. Yeah. I think it's good sometimes because you're not going to get run out of the whole like Braun Strowman just tearing through everybody for the next two months. That I think is a really compelling case because, you, I mean, if things kept going like they were going, certainly he would be in a better spot in two months if, if he were still working. But they certainly, it would have been difficult for them to come up with more and more things to sort of keep him in the to same. To throw Kalisto into. Yeah, yeah to throw Kalisto into. I <laughs> joked on Twitter that they should. That they should uh, they should have booked a Braun Strowman versus himself match for Monday night and just have him like explode his own body and that that's a great way to write him off. I guess I'm the only one who could have watched him beat up Kalisto every week. Yeah, I think you might be. Yeah. I mean, oh, props well. to the guy for working with his arm in a sling. Yeah, and and it wasn't just a just a silly you know just like one throwaway match that could really protect him. He also then got destroyed by Roman Reigns, which just seemed really off to me. But let's save Roman Reigns for Raw talk. Um, do you? So do you? So we? Do you think this hurts the Braun Strowman push? Do you think, or do you think he comes back at full in full force? No, do you I, think he works through it? I mean, he could keep popping up. He's definitely not going to work through it. Um, 
if it's an arm injury, which is what you know we've been led to believe, what they've said, a lot of his move set is power moves, power related uh, activity re- that require his arms. It seems like a waste <laughs> mm. of of time to throw him out there with one arm, uh, unless he's wrestling Kalisto every week like I want him to. I, I think that Steve is a hundred percent right that when he comes back is going to be a big pop and he's going to be just as hot as, as ever and he's probably going to do some do some damage to whoever's in the ring when he comes back. I, it's a shame that he's he's not going to be able to work great balls of fire. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe this this bodes well for your SummerSlam prediction that that's around the time when he's back and healthy well, and he's going to come back. If he, if they keep him off TV, he's going to come back as the biggest baby face in the company, or at least the way the crowd reacts, don't you think? Well, it all depends on the path of one Mr. Roman Reigns, to be honest, because I think 90% of the Braun Strowman pop at the moment is directly related to how much people hate Roman Reigns. And he is viewed as the guy who is sort of surpassing Roman Reigns at the moment while also beating the shit out of him on a weekly basis. Sure. So for me, because I remember, you know, three or four months ago, we were all not very happy about Braun Strowman coming out and roaring and just, you know, beating (laughs) people up. You know, I want this person tomorrow night, you know, that kind of like it just wasn't really popping until they've put the focus on Reigns and then it was like oh, okay we hate this dude and here's a big dude that you can just beat the hell out of him so yeah we love this guy but I'm still not convinced on the future of Braun Strowman I mean I know Vince likes his big giants and it's good to have a good a good big giant and he is the type of guy who I think is like valuable to a company oh yeah that company and he's a nice guy you know, he's like a good person, so you kind of want him to succeed. But I'm not sold 100% on Braun Strowman's trajectory yet. I, I think it's impossible to be. I mean, I wrote a piece about it a couple of weeks ago, and I think, and, and the reason, what, what really interested me was, like, why are we so high on him in a way that we weren't about, I mean, the, just pull out the list. I mean, every like, Kane is obviously, like, the upside of a big giant. Yeah. But I think right now, I mean, I think if, I mean, Kane's character is sort of steeped in the past in a lot of ways. But if he debuted today, we wouldn't be this excited about him. I mean, it was a silly debut. I mean, it was all tied into The Undertaker and whatever else. But that's like the high watermark, you know? I mean, like, I mean, look at, there's so many dudes like Umaga or like the great Kali, you know? I mean, obviously talent levels differ dramatically, but Strowman has just captured our attention in a really weird, really interesting way. And I think part of it is that they're, they're not, I mean, it's in, t- in in baby steps, but they're not booking him as a traditional monster that, that you can just feel like they're going to, it's like a three-month storyline. They're going to burn him off and right. let Brock Lesnar throw him through a truck wall or whatever, and that'll be the end of it. Right. It helps that he can cut a promo. You know, I keep saying this every week that nobody is <laughs> making me laugh and also making me interested in wrestling from a visceral level as much as Braun Strowman on the mic. Yeah, little, there's little little moments of humanity. Even him like ducking out on the Undertaker fight, you know, when when the Undertaker was coming back to feud with Reigns, um, and yeah, I mean, and his move set is not, you know, he's jumped off some top ropes. You know, he's done some sort of interesting things. Uh, didn't he do a kip up at some point? I mean, he was like, he's he's uh, he's a they're they're letting him vary from the big man playbook in, in a lot of little ways, and I think that helps. They so, they haven't given him a bad gimmick. They haven't given him. Uh, a mouthpiece that he doesn't need. We well, had Bray uh, Wyatt for a minute. Tried to, yeah, right, and that sucked. <laughs> I think we can all uh, admit that that was not a great way to use him. In retrospect, um, Bray Wyatt is like whatever the opposite of a mouthpiece is. I love Bray Wyatt to death. I'm on the record for being like the last guy on Wyatt Island. But the but like him being your manager. Like a manager's role is supposed to be able to like convey the things that you can't say for yourself. Bray Wyatt just like just confuses the point so much. <laughs> the minute the company would put me with Bray Wyatt is the minute I start looking for another job because yeah. I know my career is about to go down the poop. Yeah, shoot. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but uh, we were gifted. Eric Rowan versus yeah, Luke Harper. I was like, oh my god, Bray Wyatt's gone. Bray Wyatt's gone, and they still can't. They still can't get out of each other's ways. And they have no gimmicks except for well, we used to be in we the used Wyatt to be in family. The Wyatt. <laughs> he's still wearing the fucking mask. Yeah, but it's got a hose on it now. So <laughs> oh god, he's got, like, he's got a new finishing so, move. 
And uh, and Luke Harper's got a lot more muscles than he used he to have. He ripped. I thought he shaved his head. I was really excited for two seconds. Uh, one point about Braun Strowman that I think is a really important point to make, and I think it's one of the reasons why we like him so much. If I one of my dreams is to always, I think we've talked about this, to teach teach acting to wrestlers. Yes. My number one lesson on day one is do not be a character. Be yourself inside of a character. Yeah. And Braun Strowman is very much being himself inside of the ring. And one place where I always catch it, and it's awesome, is in his promos. He's not the best promo guy, but they're real promos. Yeah. In the sense that like he's going to like say every once in a while like mess up a word, but he just catches himself and keeps moving. Well, he doesn't get thrown by it. He's just like, it's a part of who I am, you know. I did what I did last night for two reasons. One, because I can't stand Roman Reigns. And one, two, because I want the title shot you promised me. You know, it's just like he just gets in that frame. And I think it just makes him human in this strange monster form. Yeah, I mean, we're drawn it, to that. I mean, you're, you're the you're the best resource on this, but it's certainly I mean, pro wrestling, especially I mean, when you're on the mic, it's more improv than acting, right? I mean, then like script reading. Or Look whatever. at all the greats uh, in the business. They were all playing heightened versions of themselves sure. to a certain extent. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin is a great example. They finally let him just be himself, and he became the best thing sure. ever. The Rock, in a lot of ways. I mean, he sort of. The Rock is an interesting case where he became a character that was already kind of him, but then he became the character that he, he's still kind of the Rock today. Like, yes. not really Dwayne Johnson anymore, which is kind of strange. But I, it's. I just think it's essential that these guys. A lot of these guys. Kevin Owens is another example. Like, even though he's not. He's not probably the. He, I've met him a few times. He's a sweet guy, like nice guy, kayfabe. Uh, but but he he's still putting parts of himself into that character, sure. and it works. Yeah, you know? it's totally true. I mean, and I think when you look at someone like Strowman, it's got to be as you know they do try to teach the wrestlers how to act. Obviously, you'd be a better teacher than whatever they have going. But yeah, really, but someone like Strowman <laughs> is like you know you can just see how. I don't know if gifted is the right word, but like that that part of the acting element comes really naturally to him. I think yeah. he's just relaxed. I mean, he hasn't been spending a lot of time in acting classes. Maybe he has. I don't know. He seems relaxed. I never feel the tension that I feel when I'm watching Titus O'Neil kind of come oh, And you know, and it's it's got to help that like when he starts talking, he's got that voice. Like the crowd quiets down. Yeah. Like everybody stops to listen, and it, and he's he's got a little bit of uh, room to maneuver in there. Well, you're right because you, you, I always say you can't teach somebody how to act, but you can teach you can teach you can't teach a bad actor to be good, but you can teach a good actor to be better. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. You have to. There's a sort of natural skill that has to come. There's an ease that has to be there. There's a comfortability that has to be there. You have to be able to stand out in front of you know seventeen thousand people and and riff and improv and, and kind of go off script when the moment calls for it and be okay with that. Yeah. And then fall through a table. That's the fun part. A lot yeah. of skill sets here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, going back to the original question, I think, we, you know, Strowman is over to a point now that, that maybe he won't get hurt at all for missing some TV and missing some episodes of Raw. I think Raw is actually going to really suffer, though, because in the in the era of the brand split, both shows are 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 I don't know if like understaffed is the right word, but they're pretty tenuously strung together right and you 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 eliminate a character like Strowman from raw and suddenly you're like wait that's you know he was 45 minutes of three hours you know and and there's not you're not just going to slide another guy into the exact same role obviously his feud with reigns is going to continue on so now you got to figure out what you're going to do with roman reigns who had been written off tv to some extent um and and honestly like on a show i mean i'm not longing for the glory days of the 80s where everybody was like six six and and roided to the gills but he struck it he cut a different profile he cuts a different profile than just about everybody else on that raw roster we got a lot of guys who would have been considered too small to be in wwe five years ago oh, you know sure. and so he he his his literal presence is a huge thing is a literal huge thing <laughs> for monday night raw it seems to me that the show, and I guess this is a good good as a time as any to start talking about Raw specifically this it. week. Uh, the show doesn't have any focus. You know, it's three hours long, and it just seems like everything is being thrown at you, and you don't know 
what's supposed to be important, who the who the guys are that are the top of the card, who are the the job. You know, there, it doesn't seem like there's any um, structure to. Well, I mean, the they, talent right now. They try to deal with it by talking about the IC title being the most important title. And last week they referenced. Did they even re- reference Brock Lesnar this week? I don't even remember. One no. time, I think they mentioned something about Seth Rollins challenging for the Universal sure, title. Okay. I think it was That's, in Samoa Joe's promo. Yeah. So, but I mean, it just it, it's tough when we're still kind of coming to terms with the with the new hierarchy of the Universal title doesn't really matter, or we're pretending yeah. it doesn't matter for the moment, and then. I think you know it's maybe a small thing, but it really hurt that Kurt Angle was not on TV in his what like third week of being the GM <laughs> or whatever. Strange. I mean, I, was it, was anybody explain that? Was this a is this a visa thing? No, because he was he was doing what culture pro wrestling shows okay. before he signed with WWE. So I don't think it's a travel problem. I don't know. Maybe he's getting paid per appearance, and they just thought we're not going to spend the money. Listen, I, I don't. We talk about the show not having focus. I, I think it was actually a smart move to 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 build it around the Ambrose Miz feud and to sort of let them be dueling GMs. But it's just it, it just can't. It just felt off. You know, it felt like it felt like a Plan B in a lot of ways, and it was and it made it sort of hard to to get a hold of. Well, I think that there's your big problem is coming off of WrestleMania. There's always a bit of a reboot, right? There's always a bit of a like let's press the reset button let's yeah. start a whole new fresh set of storylines and on top of that this year they were like well let's do a reboot but then let's also switch up the rosters a little bit so a lot of the feuds that were kind of bubbling or that you could have seen going into the future some of those got split up but it's it's a huge continuity issue at the end of the day yeah. because two weeks ago on Raw you have Bray Wyatt come out and give Sister Abigail to Ben or to Finn Balor and the inside of me goes oh my god finally we've got two people who I can see working a great angle together sure. that doesn't have to be a house of horrors and it doesn't have to be all this stuff like it kind of makes sense we'll get the demon and this guy and like we'll just see how it goes and there was zero mention of it on raw well, like, I, like he they they all of a sudden it's just the miz i read that he's bray wyatt's working with uh with roman reigns now that that stroman's hurt Oh, that's really? going to be the thing. So that's yeah. the reshuffle. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, I, I totally agree. Rumor, I rewatched. I, like, I, I fast forwarded back through Raw for a second watch to make sure I hadn't missed that exact thing. I yeah. would like to watch the. I mean, shouldn't he be mad at least? I, well, like Finn <laughs> Balor said nothing about <laughs> nothing. it. Zero. Um, uh, they're trying to bury my boy right now. And I know. I'm, I'm not happy about it. Like, how do you give that guy the belt? How do you give that guy the belt? And then when he comes back from injury, you're just like burying him. He's being buried. I don't think right he's now. being buried. Really? I think that they, I think he that they're the just Miz. I think they're just kind of they're jerking around <laughs> a little bit. I want you to record. <laughs> I want you to listen he back to this Miz. podcast. The Miz is a big deal. <clears throat> um, it, it, it raw raw looks. I mean, we we talked about it after the after the superstar shakeup trademark WWE that raw was certainly now. I mean, it, it's sort of like the old school. Uh, brand split era, like the original brand split era. Raw is like prime time. SmackDown is work rate, and SmackDown's going to end up being the better show if it isn't already. But Raw, but there's you know the, the legends. John Cena is nowhere to be found. Triple yeah. H, obviously like Undertaker, whoever. I mean, the, uh, Brock Lesnar. I mean, who who should be the anchor for a big time Raw is nowhere to be found. It's without Strowman. Suddenly, I mean, if you're if you're looking at guys like. And I, I think the Miz is at his career peak. Yeah. You know, Seth Rollins is incredible. You have Finn Balor, um, and you have a bunch of other guys like like Ambrose and and uh, I mean, just the list goes on that are that are that are at that top level or close to it. But it, man, it's it just doesn't it it doesn't quite feel like it's there. And and I think I mean I don't know what the I don't know what it's the not there is. because it's the like, belt's not there. The main title, the thing that everybody's supposed to be chasing that drives the narrative of the show every week isn't there. And I understand the long-term benefit of keeping him off television, both financially and storyline-wise. You build him up as this unstoppable monster, and you save a bunch of money on having to book him. But you see, in the short term, it's very bad for ratings. It's very bad for the storylines. It's very bad for the guys who do have to work every week who are looking stupider and stupider when they're not asking why they can't get a title shot. Yeah, I mean, nothing in wrestling has to really matter anyway. I'm not sure why you don't take... I think what occurred to me watching it was that Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins, which I love every time they fight, it doesn't have to be a five-star match every time, but they have good chemistry and it brings a different element. Like that, I feel like, is even getting a little bit of a... 
it's getting hurt by the fact that like I don't really know its place on the roster. Like if there were if Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman were fighting, you know, in the main event and then these two guys were like number two, like that for some reason that would just click better for me. But I don't know why if, if I don't know why you just don't make I mean, uh, if you, you I don't know why you don't make Rollins versus Joe like for the number one contendership or just something, you know, like give give us a give we us don't a know why in. they're fighting. We don't know I mean, why they hate fighting. each other. Yes. But why do they hate each other? Because Samoa Joe is Triple H's lackey. Well, that's just it. And Triple well, H but isn't there I, anymore. No. So. And, and that and that whole faction is not a thing. Like, right. It's just not a thing. This yeah. whole new world that we thought we had the new evolution or like the new like whatever, like just not a thing. Yeah, totally true. <clears throat> um, speaking of not a thing, Sheamus and Cesaro won the tag team turmoil match. Um, yeah. uh, so we had a, I mean, it was a kind of fun little whatever throwaway tag team turmoil. I loved the Golden Truth getting a little bit of a moment, if not a moment to shine. They got a moment, um, but we're exactly where we started with that within the tag team division on Raw. Um, yeah, it was a good way to get everybody some time in the ring in front of a Raw audience and. Uh, to, to show off, but yeah, you're right. It was perfunctory. Like a lot of the things on the show, it was perfunctory. Um, I heard that's actually the fall podcast. Or the, but not podcast, the uh, pay per view is perfunctory. Yeah. yeah. But with a K. WWE, <laughs> perfunctory. They're bringing back the Funkasaurus. Giant K in the middle of yeah, it. That's yeah, that's right. Oh, backward, giant backwards K. Ooh. I think that'd be great. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax are a thing now. I like that. I, I, I like that too. I think they're kind <clears> of redoing <throat> some storylines from the past with, uh, well, especially the Mickey James Alexa Bliss storyline where Mickey's whole motivation was you you promised me a title shot if I helped you. Yeah. And we're doing that again. Um, and that was sort of what they did with Jericho and Owens too. Jericho was always it's like, well, "I'm getting a title shot, right?" It's funny because I was just about to say Mickey. Mickey just does not click for me as a, as a babyface at this point no. in her career. But I, I think I said the same thing about Jericho when he was breaking up with Owens. Like I was like, Owens has to be the babyface somehow because Jericho can't. But and it worked great. So well, Jericho shows had what I know. He had catchphrases and and people could <laughs> sing along and stuff. Uh, Mickey James doesn't have that. Mickey James has a crazy face. Yeah. Uh, and that makes me think she's a heel. Sasha and Alicia yeah. put on a five star wrestling classic, <laughs> and I say that only a little bit sarcastically. There's some really, there's some really cool stuff in that match. Um, and then Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose in the ti- in the main event um, went exactly as one would expect it to go. I'm a, a little bit, it's a, a little bit weird waiting with Bray Wyatt not with Br- Bray Wyatt sort of being okay with the Miz's interference for some reason. I kept uh, it just doesn't seem like those two would get along. But I, but uh, yeah, it, you know, it is what it is. Bray, so Bray Wyatt, uh, I don't know what his character motivation is. Actually, I'm not going to even try to speculate. It's got to stop. So now it's going to be Roman Reigns. I guess I that's like, a they rumor. had great chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got. I took some heat for saying that. Like they had back when they were feuding. How, how long ago was that? Now that they, they a couple were, years that yeah. they were going to have a great DVD. Like like when someday like the way that that you know like the Rock Triple H DVD or whatever. Like they are going to have a, a DVD that will fully convince you that these two guys carried like elevated each other's careers over and over again. Whether or not it's exactly true, like they've had some really good matches mm. o- at, over time, and they can continue to do that. Uh, I guess. Um, as it stands right now, we've got Backlash coming up. Correct. Which is a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. Yes. Um, we've got a an NXT TakeOver the night before. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot in flux on that card. And then Great Balls of Fire. No, no. Extreme, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules after that. Yeah. Uh, and Extreme Rules... Currently, there's no matches set. Let's, let's make some guesses as to what we're going to see. But before we do that... A word from one of our sponsors. There are three of us here at this table, and uh, obviously we all have beards. So this is going to varying be, degrees. Yeah, yours is kind of more like a stubble sort of thing. Yeah. I remember the first time I shaved. You want to hear about that? Oh, tell do me it, about man. That. It was disgusting. It was like it was like Hell in a Cell, Undertaker, and Mick Foley. It was grotesque. But. You know what's going to change your life and mine and every child who's listening to this show right now? What? Dollar Shave Club. Oh. That's right. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice for children who need to shave, like myself, and everybody else. Adults, too? Adults, too. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. You can get a great shave at a great price, and it is conveniently delivered right to your door. So you don't have to even get up or leave the house. It's an awesome life hack and a no-brainer life choice. 
You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor. They gave you a cheap shave. Or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you didn't need. And when I use my DSC Executive Razor with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, the blade just gently glides, giving me such a smooth shave, I haven't bled since the PG era started, guys. You remember when the fabulous Freebirds put the Dr. Carver's shave butter in Junkyard Dog's eyes and reminded him? <laughs> That's right. That was, that was an awesome You can use it for wrestling and you can use it for shaving. It's great. Their Dr. Carver's shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave and it helps prevent ingrown hairs and fight razor bumps. You too can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only $5. In your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their Shave Butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash masked. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash masked. Wow. Hey, by the way, if there would have been a Dollar Shave Club when I was younger, the only thing I've ever stolen was razor blades. I literally used to steal razor blades you so sick, often you from sick bastard. the like, Because you needed them store. to shave? Yeah, when I was like in college, yeah, and they were so expensive. I've always been so confused as to why the shape, why the razors were are like behind, under lock and key, and it turns out it's because Steve of people like the me. Answer. Because Listen. nobody wants to pay thirty bucks for like shaving. Just keep what? reusing them. That's what I do. Oh, a great way to get a skin yeah, infection. Now you don't have to no, go to the I store. Use the same, I probably I think I used the same razor for like three out of the four years of my college career. Unnecessary Not now. Unnecessary. Now you can just go Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, it comes to your door. You That's don't amazing. have to leave the house. Duh! Are free we still, shipping. Are, is this okay? That's great, man. I thought <laughs> that's I, how much I love I and, and passionate about this product. Um, speaking of being passionate about products, we're all passionate about uh, WWE Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? sure. Why not? Um, as it stands right now, as I said, there's no matches scheduled for it. Um, I, 205 Live might have some. The cruiserweight division might have some matches on the show. Um, so, uh, do you think we're going to get Roman Reigns versus versus uh, uh, Bray Wyatt? Is that the why not? Who um, else is going to work? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it seems like we're going down the list of people who will uh, work okay, are well, not hurt. So we d- we're definitely going to have an IC title match yes. with the Miz and Dean Ambrose. Right? I don't want to see that match again. I don't want to see that match again. I'm I know we're going to. Sh- we're we? seeing it next week. I know, it's so I'm not wrong. sure that we're going to see it. That's a good point. We've got a month. We've got under a month. But I think you put the belt on the Miz and on Monday. Have, and then have Balor take it from him in Extreme Rules? Yeah, or or Great Balls of Fire, though I have heard rumors that Balor is going to take Strowman's place at Great Balls of Fire and get squashed. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Someone Wait, hates him. Yeah, that Balor is the next in line for a title shot. Right. It'll be a Great Balls of Fire. Oh, against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I think Finn Balor losing to Brock Lesnar is sort of fine. I mean, the the problem is that like we go in with the hopes of Finn Balor will fight the good fight and and they'll let him look good, and, and then at the end of the day, they make a last minute booking decision to like have Bron- have have Lesnar go over in five seconds. Hey, pal, go give him a concussion. All right. Yeah, that um, always works. But there's definitely a way that he can lose to he can get destroyed by Lesnar and be fine. Yeah, but he's gonna do the demon, right? Yeah, for sure. He's he got has to. to do the demon, and you can't squash the freaking demon. Yeah. Can you? I don't think. Yeah. that would be interesting. Uh, Rollins, Smojo, you're gonna get that, right? For sure. Yeah. Extreme I mean, rules. It'll again, be some sort again, of like we crazy. A month. I mean, they. I mean, it would be. I'm excited. I mean, if they if they can find a way to keep it feeling fresh for the next for the next three four weeks, whatever, like that's it, yeah. I'm, well, I'm then very that's a problem because it doesn't feel very fresh no. right now. It's it's nothing a, feels fresh. It's a it horrible should. angle. And it's and it every, we've got this great reset and, and nothing. This is man, we are we are just bagging on WWE Raw. This it's just week. a rough time. This is it's a it's a you know what it is. It's a rainy overcast day in Southern California and it's bringing us all down. <laughs> yeah. Um, where Sheamus and Cesaro are presumably going to still be the number one contenders. So we, do they get a match before? Before the pay-per-view? No. I think they'll probably save that for the pay-per-view. I mean, why not? Um, do you think that somebody made a decision to like to make Heath Slater wrestle in a shirt? Because of his weird flabby body? It's not. He has a he has an 
I mean, does he put on weight or something? No, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I haven't seen him without a shirt in a while. That's the problem. Anyway. Take that shirt off, bud. Let's see what you got. What are you uh, Give us a little turn, Heath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just like, yeah, just looking at this card, like a card without without Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman suddenly looks sort of weird. Which and is the strangest thing I've ever heard. Without, you yeah. know, like the, 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 the anchors that we had. But, you know, people, somebody will step up. Maybe they'll get, they should just give Kalisto Strowman spot. Just like Kalis, just do a Kalisto versus Brock Lesnar. We always complain about, oh, we want we want new stories, we want new people on the top of the car, we want to mix things up, and then they do, and it's like, ugh. Well, but also what it's like it's this? like when the Lakers brought in like Malone and Peyton and all those guys. Like it seemed like a great idea on paper, and yeah. then it was just like too many weird like it doesn't pieces feel right. To, it just didn't feel right, and yeah. nothing fit. And well, yeah, well, we, we we do have one. We do have a. A pay per view that's actually has a has a has a I mean have matches scheduled for it and that's Backlash which is coming up in two weeks yeah two weeks week and a half by the time people are listening to this um, so let's jump over to SmackDown and talk about this um, this card feels like I feel good about this card am I crazy we no, talked I'm- about giving guys new shots obviously Jinder Mahal is getting the opportunity of the century <laughs> I'm actually in Steve- on Jinder. I'm not. I don't like the gender. I don't like the race baiting aspect of his character, but I think no. he can cut a promo and he looks amazing. And so sell me on Jinder Mahal. What am I missing? I think he's got a good look. Like I said, oh. he's ripped. Sorry, man. Oh. Sorry that he's so. I so love this, this argument. Keep, keep going, guys. Okay, so he he's got a good look. He's tall. Uh, he's relatively handsome. He's got a full head of hair. Uh, he cuts a pretty decent promo. His promos would, are good. Yeah, his promos are, like you said, natural. Yeah. And, they, and, and he, he seems to have some fire, and he's not stumbling all the time. Um, he's, he's, got a, the, he's got the stable now. It, it, feels, it feels right to he's me. He's a great mid-card heel, in, yeah. my, in, in my humble opinion. I just feel like this is a short stay in the main event. He's going to be gone in a month, and we're going to be like, oh, Jinder Mahal is I wrestling in the main event again. Put the belt on I, yeah, he, no, can't be, he can't get that gone. I mean, SmackDown has about 13 active wrestlers. I do think they're going to put the belt on him. That's crazy. Let's put a $5 bet on it. All right, $5. Whoa, whoa, you heard on, it here first, we, kids. D- d- I don't know. We, do we need to talk about SmackDown on a point-by-point basis? No, no, no. 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 no okay, I no. fast-forwarded through most of it, to be All honest. Right. So, but, but let's look at the car. I mean, look at the at the roster. We have AJ Styles, babyface AJ Styles, Kevin right. Owens, uh, the, the, the best heel on the world uh Dolph Ziggler we can probably uh, toss him out I'm just looking at like potential championship challengers I'm guessing they're not going to push Nakamura that quickly but um who knows like mm-hmm. that's that that's certainly possible um and then uh Baron Corbin who am I leaving out like who are the other like Baron Corbin is the guy who's getting the belt no way yeah they love him they love Baron I, Corbin I don't deny that I uh, I don't deny that they love him and then you built the Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles. Come on, guys. See, I feel like I mean, we're you're talking about Jinder Mahal getting it. So AJ takes the belt off Jinder in your no, fantasy booking? No, I'm not saying he. No, I'm Steve saying Jinder said gets he's the winning belt. the belt. Oh, okay. I'm saying there's no way in hell he's because he's the belt. such a. I mean, look. I, here's what I will give you. He's such a hateable heel yes, right now. A hundred percent. And and it's oftentimes great to have a belt on a on a just a horrible horrible heel. Yeah. Because it gives a face somewhere to climb. It gives like you gives you the guy climbing the mountain. You, you follow that story. But, like, we're not going to keep it on Randy Orton, right? So I it's got to go off somebody. So let's give it to Jinder Hall for a little while because I think we're going to look at AJ Styles and challenging Kevin Owens to – and it's going to be, become a thing of – I'm hoping that it's going to be a thing about, like, you're not even from America. I'm from America. And, like, we're going to see, like, a patriotic AJ Styles, like – I'm the face. Oh, that's of what we need. America, a, a Southern man. Yeah, screaming exactly. At G- you called him Jinder Hall, by the way, which sounds like an no, MSNBC host. Jinder <laughs> Mahal. Jinder Mahal is from Canada, to be clear. Like he's not, he's not from he's not from India. But the but yeah, I know. I think that there's. I, I think that a that a America loving AJ Styles would actually be a, kind of interesting for a minute. Well, when I saw the KO thing last night with like the American flag and like he's like really they're really leaning on the face of America. I think, yeah, and I think that means we're going to be probably, that's going to be the, the status quo for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, maybe maybe not, but I think he's going to hold down the U.S. championship for a minute. Yeah, and, I instead think so. of Instead of, you know, making a run at Randy Orton, but yeah. who knows? I mean, he's he's got the t-shirts, he's got the new Titantron, yeah, obviously. Yeah, right? it feels like that's going to be a thing for a bit. 
But I do think it's going to be AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. The problem with Kevin Owens being the face of America is if he ends up feuding with Nakamura or somebody, then like, is he? <laughs> how do they? Is that is is America the heel in this angle? But that's why you put him with AJ Styles right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, Nakamura is going to languish, I think, for a little while. Uh, they're going to do the Ziggler thing, and then they'll probably what? put him with like one little step up. Because I mean, listen, well, I love step up. That's I, Baron Corbin, but I love Nakamura, but. There are certain aspects that I'm not sure are going to translate on a larger scale. I'm going to give I'm going to give you a, a, a crazy prediction right now. Oh, let's hear it. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be wrestling for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania this year in this year in New Orleans for sure. Yes, well, that's ten months away. Yeah, that's why I'm going to be doing bold that. What's he going to be doing flag. at SummerSlam? What's he going to be doing at SummerSlam? That's, that, that's the real question. That'd be bold with this one. That's this is way bolder. This has I been, think. The, the Ziggler feud. I'm, I'm excited this about this. Way, this is ten months from now. Yeah. Well, fantasy book him into the main event at SummerSlam. Okay. They, well, that's bold. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Th- I'm very excited about Nakamura versus Ziggler. We were talking about it a little bit before we turned on the tape, and and I, I, it's just so strange to me that that Nakamura is like in the ring giving interviews or getting cut off for an interview and calling Ziggler a jackass. <laughs> Where like the like the payoff is that like a foreign guy, a guy who doesn't speak English knows one English like insult. It's just very strange. Why not just have him wrestle? I mean, you said just to, get, to drive people to the network. Yeah. Before we went on the air, uh, I said, you know, the, re- the 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 rationale for not having him wrestle is if you're super excited to see him wrestle and you don't have the network, which would be strange because if you're super excited about Shinsuke Nakamura, you must have been watching NXT already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would that would explain why his appearance, like he's been on, t- like half of his TV time has been this video package they run over and over. Right, of like, it's his first match, it's so exciting. It just seems just to me like what, it. it's a weird, his debut was on SmackDown was really cool, but I think that they actually erred by putting it on the SmackDown after after Mania, because the, I mean they should have just tried to re- replicate his de- his NXT debut. You know, if the, if it's all about the hype and the entrance, and and then and then it becomes about the work rate um, and the in ring product, they should have just replicated it and not just had not just had him make a come like come out against a guy who he wasn't going to feud with, and then have him just like week after week just sort of languish. You I, know, I think they just had to. Have something on SmackDown that was on the level of, um, you know, the the debuts of the revival and whatnot on Raw. Yeah, well, I mean, then they just have him have him come out and do and take the Jinder Mahal spot. Have him come out and like oh, go and, nice. <laughs> and and square off against Randy, and then you can kind of put him back. I mean, the cool thing about the way the SmackDown card is set up now, and I think that this is really going to pay dividends, is that with guys like Owens and AJ and uh, Nakamura, I guess you can put into that category. There's like. The mid card is just doesn't really matter, right? It's like you can have you can have a non championship match that doesn't feel like a demotion for anybody, right? Um, because if you're in the ring with Kevin Owens or AJ Styles, like those two guys are basically bulletproof. You know, yeah. they can open the show and it still feels like a big match. So uh, it's not that hard to promote to somebody to the top and then bring him back down. Although if Jinder Mahal doesn't win the title. You know, I don't know how that. What do you do with him after that? That's that's a great question. Oh. What do you do with Randy Orton after this? I mean, one of them is not going to have the belt. Maybe. Yeah, but Randy Orton can survive without the belt. I don't know how. What do you, you you build Jinder Mahal up in this like push, 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 and then if he doesn't win the belt, like what, what do you do after that? He doesn't have the star power to like come back from. He really that has moment. more in common with somebody like Umaga than Braun Strowman does. I mean, it's just yeah. like this is a, this is it, there seems to be a. a, a an end to this push. That, well, was, like a, there's a countdown clock. It was all too fast. I think, I think yeah, that's well. the thing that wrestling fans get annoyed about more than anything is when it, feels it seems unnatural. like yeah, it, someone's it, been pulled out of obscurity and given every opportunity, and that's why they hate Roman Reigns. Well, and it's because it's not like Jinder Mahal has been like working the indie circuit, like high profile, you know, and everybody's just been like clamoring, like, oh, when's Jinder Mahal going to get back to the WWE? <laughs> like, that's a whole different scenario. Like, when I can understand when somebody comes in who's been sort of like in New Japan for a while sure. or whatever, and they've got that sort of credibility, and they come in, and it's like, boom, we're going to push, 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 and here he is. But like, you know, he, the guy literally showed up on TV, and it feels like a month later, they're like, oh, hey, you're uh, go steal that bell from Randy Orton. Yeah, that's true. And then give it back without a fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here you go. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. I have to take my pictures. So. Here, here's how I'm going to fantasy book this. I say Jinder Mahal wins at uh, at Backlash. And then they basically just run back 
the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt storyline where Randy Orton decides to become a Sikh and he starts like <laughs> joins he, the Sikh brothers. The, he joins up with Jinder Mahal and just starts studying. You know, he like gets into a more introspective sort of religious part and of his he career. Burns down the Taj Mahal. Yeah, there you go. Um, the irony to me is that the actual Muslim on the roster, Sami Zayn, uh, like never gets booed. But we, the one guy who everyone assumes is a Muslim, who's he has, not a he Muslim. has Arabic on his tights. I know Sammy's it's amazing. He sent him to Qatar. With <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. JBL on Bring It to the Table this week said he'd rather he'd rather like get bombed by ISIS than have dinner with Sami Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Heel heat, baby. Think, yeah, heel, it's heel heat. He's working. He's JBL is working overtime on this heel shtick, man. I don't like JBL. Let I, the record. stand. You're not supposed to. Let the record stand. Um. All right. Well, I think it, we got to go home. Do we have to go home? I okay, let's do some. You want to do some Twitter questions? Yeah. Let me before we get to that. I want to make a really quick Ox Baker clarification <laughs> because this is a good story. I mean, this is not just for the sake of making sure that we're 100 percent right, but also because this is great. This is Ox Baker. Google him if you if you if if an image doesn't immediately come to mind because he's one of the the coolest. He has the best look in the history of professional wrestling. Um, Okay, here we go. On June 13th, 1971, Oxbaker and his partner, The Claw, this is from Wikipedia, The Claw, were wrestling in an AWA Midwest Tag Team Championship match against Alberto Torres and Cowboy Bob Ellis in Nebraska. Torres was injured during the match and died three days later, though evidence indicated that Torres died of a ruptured appendix. Baker's heart punch was blamed. The death was worked into Baker's wrestling persona, reinforcing his heel character. Okay, then... Just over a year later, August 1st, 1971, Baker lost to Ray Gunkel. Following the match, Gunkel died in the locker room. His death was attributed to a blood clot, which broke off from a hematoma caused by Baker, which led to a heart attack. Again, the death was worked into Baker's character, and in 1974, Baker caused a riot in Cleveland, Ohio, for continually heart-punching an opponent after the main event was finished. That is, you can, if, if, you, if you Google... Uh, Ox Baker Riot, you will see a wonderful YouTube video. I mean, this is like okay. some scary, scary stuff. Wow. Um, and justifiable, too. This, this dark. It's dark. That's dark stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how much of that was Ox Baker like, booking himself as the... As a, I mean, this is a territorial days. He's jumping around a lot. But it, those aftermags went in on it, too. I mean, there was a lot of like cover... I remember... I don't know, a lot. I remember seeing a cover story that was just like, is this man a murderer? <laughs> you always want to ask that question about your professional wrestlers. Speaking of questions... <laughs> in kayfabe, that's, that's, uh, that's a recurring question. Man. So, real quick, um, shouts to at Trevor Writes on Twitter, who did uh, ask if we were going to take questions and asked about Braun Strowman and who he should wrestle. We kind of answered that for you. Um, who Brock should wrestle now that Braun's out, that is. So you got that up top, but one. Well, wait, question. you said that the answer was was rumored to be Finn Balor, correct? And we're, we're assuming that Brock is going to wrestle at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, yeah. That, they've been advertising him as such as that's his first title defense. Wait, so Steve, who do you who do you want? All storylines thrown out the window. Who would you like to see Lesnar wrestle at Great Balls of Fire? All storylines thrown out. Yeah, I mean from the Raw roster. Um, I mean I'll take a Finn Balor because I'll, I. I'll see it. I, I want to see it. I want to see what that looks like. I don't. I can't. That's not a match I can picture in my mind. It's like I mean, we'll, let's talk about two completely differentiating styles. But it, it's also just like I don't know what those two guys look like together oh, in yeah. a ring, moving around. It's at least for me. It's at least fresh. It's at least not something I've already watched sure. at four other pay per views. It's also like I think the getting to see like the demon and how the demon would affect like the beast. You know that kind of like mentality. Because sometimes you know Brock, I give him credit. There there are times when he chooses to play along. That it's actually quite interesting to see his reaction to like a smaller person like getting over on him. A yeah. Bit. yeah. What do you think, Dave? Um, I mean, a lot of the big guys who you would want to see him work with are on SmackDown. The um, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all those big guys. No, like uh, you know, you can't have Rusev against Brock Lesnar. You can't have Baron yeah, Corbin on SmackDown. That's what I mean. Oh, I'm yeah, saying yeah. a lot of those big guys are on SmackDown, so you don't have options for the Haas match you would necessarily want to see. You could do Bray Wyatt. You, you could bring Big Show back, uh, but no, I, I think I think probably you know Finn Balor is our best option, yeah. unfortunately. Because I don't want to see the match that Samoa I know we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, then you have to... Forget the storylines. Just, just who do you want to see him wrestle? I don't want to see Samoa Joe. Really? No, do you want to see a Rollins, Rollins repeat? No. no. 
I, and Britt White would be fun booking. He was the they, he was the other guy that won at WrestleMania. Oh wait, no. Well, let's ask ourselves out of the way. Finn the Balor, but Finn Balor wins. Yeah, he has to win. Let's 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 ask ourselves this question: Who do we want to see get German suplexed like fifteen times? Stephanie McMahon? <laughs> well, no, I'm there, just kidding. There we go. We we, got I know Stephanie booking. listens to the show. I think we should just do. I think we should do Lesnar Goldberg again. Run it back, baby. I'm just kidding. That would not be fun for anybody. Yeah, no, no, no. That'll be that'll. I, I'm I'm all in on the. Oh, on man, the... remember Goldberg? <laughs> that was a fun time. Okay, fun last time. question because we are really running out of time, according to Jim in my ear yelling at me. At Rudy Solis three RD, Rudy Solis the third says, "Where do you put the over under on time it takes for Bruce Pritchard to reunite with WWE as a Raw or SmackDown GM?" Bruce Pritchard. Well, listen. Everybody comes back eventually. Um, I certainly think that his. I won't say that he was being underutilized by WWE, but I don't think. I think there's a lot of ways you can bring him back that don't require him to be working in talent or working backstage, working creative. Um, I think those are all options. There are very valid options, but yeah, he can work the mic. He can be a character. He can do whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure it'll happen. What they really should do is bring him back as a podcaster. Yeah. He should be on Bring It to the Table. Yeah. I, I mean, I Not think replacing I, Peter Rosenberg. No, I mean, replacing JBL or Corey or, or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. He'd have to start watching the, the current product, though. That's the problem. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, listen, not every podcast that's out there makes Bill Simmons money, but it's nuts to me that WWE is not doing podcasts in a world where there are five million wrestling podcasts. And NBA players are doing podcasts on the road. Yeah, they're recording podcasts on the bus and the plane, and wrestlers aren't doing that right now. I mean, unless they're doing it on their own for Podcast One or whatever. You got your Jerichos and whatnot, but yeah, uh, yeah it makes no sense. It's a very lucrative gig, and they're. I mean, WWE is like their entire. From the very beginning, they've tried to be this sort of like, this like. I'm, I'm going to get my economic terms mixed up. Are they like a vertical or are they a horizontal co- industry? Like they try to own every piece of everything that's related to wrestling, right? right? They got like their record label, they got their movie studio, they got like every different thing. Like why would they not? It's not like the it's not like the answer to the podcast question is just like oh that's not our business, you know that's not our model. Like their model is like everything that touches wrestling, right? Well, I, I'm sure it's it's on the agenda. On the docket of things they want to start getting into, Cheap Heat, you know, they have a great relationship with Rosenberg and whatnot, and uh, so that's sort of like I think their entry point is is Peter. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But it's just, I mean, it's crazy to me that they don't have just like whoever, like Byron Saxton. I mean, just pick pick your like uh, Enzo Amore. Yeah, that's that would be that would be great. Yeah, I would listen to the Enzo. In, pod. In, Enzo Amore, like watching Japanese wrestling and just doing voiceovers <laughs> would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Just watching old matches. Like who who's not who's not paying attention to that? But if we just put like Tom Phillips and like Booker T in a studio for forty five minutes every week and have him just like talk about just talk about old wrestling stuff, like things that things you know, just these wrestlers have lived through so much. Make them watch Night of the Skywalkers. And just talk about weird old wrestling stuff, old Crockett stuff. I, I will say that. for the record that like I'm happy that they're not doing this because you know there are a lot of podcasts that wouldn't exist if they decided to swallow it up early on. Right. Um, like they could have, they could have demolished Colt Cabana's podcasting career more even more quickly than they like ate all of their competitors over the well, years. That could in, be in the wrestling it. ring. You think that might be part of it? That um, I'm just saying, like you're, the art of wrestling is is great and singular and like incredibly important to the way we watch pro wrestling now. But like, if they just had somebody interviewing all the legends that are actually on WWE under WWE contract and said, "You guys can't do any other podcasts," you know, like that would be a podcast we'd all listen to, even if it was totally watered down. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? Um, Ox Baker killed some folks. <laughs> Not really. Uh, SmackDown and Raw, pretty boring this week. Yes. I blame you, United Kingdom. Yeah, hey, come on. Bring some heat next time. I know we complained about you singing, but think of something else to do instead of singing. Just, you know, enjoy the show. Singing? Oh, you're talking about the crowds? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Aiden English. <laughs> another, another Aiden English hot take. I'm a heel. Well, is there anything that it's they could? Good. Is there anything that I mean? Uh, we were talking before the show that Raw should just put on really good matches on their UK weeks because if they're worried about spoilers, at least there's a match you're like you have to see. I don't know if there's anything you can do. I'm mm. going to be totally honest. 
on a, when the schedule is as packed with wrestling as it is right now, there's so much stuff for us to watch. It's like that Christmas week, you know, when it's just like yeah, the it, worst episode of Raw ever. I can be determined to watch it, even if it had, even if it was in a musty episode. If I, if like I saw the results a couple hours before the show actually came on TV. I'm just like this is my week to go out on Monday. You know, this is my this is my chance to have dinner in public. You know, it's thing, gonna, this is like it's it's there's too much wrestling maybe to convince me to watch it. So maybe they're maybe they're doing the right thing by making it kind of boring. The only thing missing from this week of wrestling was a food fight. That's a great point. How could they not work a food fight? in? That's a great that's, point. That's too bad. All right, let's get out of here, um, Steve. Yeah. You want to plug anything? Uh, no, I'm currently unemployed. So uh, shout out to all the producers and <laughs> casting directors out there. Hook a brother up. <laughs> <laughs> Call me in for a general, I don't baby. Think the, the, average, uh, the average producer or casting director listening to this podcast might not have any idea how attractive Steve Kazee is. But uh, mm-hmm. he, oh, he, hey. he, he should be he, he should be getting uh, he should be in every show. He's like a point seven shilling. Um what? <laughs> like on the sh- on the shilling, on the shilling, scale? shilling scale of of handsomeness, he's like a point seven. We grade that on a curve, though. So. <laughs> I'm so confused by that, but I'll t- I assume you should take that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, if we if if we get if you get a show based on someone listening to this podcast, it'll it'll never happen. But if it happens, that means you have to keep doing the podcast. You well, know? hey, I just got an appointment for something called Deep Blue Sea Two. Hell yeah, uh, Deep know. Blue Sea One was great. Man, you're gonna be uh, a great shark. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Oh, it is. It's actually for the role of shark. <laughs> Rugged, fit, smart, never stops moving. That's what it says. <laughs> so that's going to be awesome. Make that happen. Dave, yeah. you have anything you need to plug? Uh, at Dave underscore Schilling, at Masked Man Show on Twitter. Send us questions. We will get to them. Send us um, anything else that you want. And leave a review on iTunes. Tell your friends about the show. Subscribe. Do all the stuff that makes us know that you care. That you that we, they care. Care about us. Care about care about the show. The show. That's good. All right, man. I'm at David Shoemaker. I very rarely look at Twitter, but that's where I am. Thanks to the illustrious Jim Cunningham uh, and Joe Fuentes and Colin Orcutt. Apologies as always to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you next week, humanoids. Thanks to Dollar Shave Club for sponsoring today's episode. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. Get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver shave butter for only $5 with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com masked. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's dollarshaveclub.com masked.